How's it going, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Waterfowl 365 presented by BTBN. I am your host, Chris Adams. This is the Move the Sticks Week 6 football picks and wrap-up show. Um, however you're following along with this thing, make sure you hit that subscribe button, leave us a review, a little feedback, some comments on there. I do appreciate that stuff. Make sure it's five stars. Hopefully you're enjoying this thing. Um, if you're not following along with us, <clears throat> geez, if you're not following along with us on social media, make sure you check out BTBN on Facebook and Instagram. That is the best way to keep up with everything that's going on, the head-to-head, the live announcements, all of that good stuff. It's on social media. You can close, join the closed podcast group, BTBN Podcast, and I'll get you added to the group. And uh, it's the best way to get a hold of me because I'm always so busy, got stuff going on, and that might be the best way to reach out to me. So uh, join that closed group. If you want to get yourself a half-decent duck call that looks really good made, hit me up at Unstable Calls on uh, Instagram, and I can get you added to the list or hit up any of the fine call makers we've had on this thing. There's a bunch of them. So I've had uh, so many world champions on here. It is ridiculous for every type of call you could ever want. Hit some of these guys up. Give me their business, or give you their, give them your business. Something like that. It's the end of the day. It doesn't really matter. But uh, yeah, hit these guys up. Get some calls in their hand in your hands from them. If you want to get yourself a really nice piece of apparel, hit up Fox Red Apparel. And uh, yeah, there's some really nice stuff going on over there. It's not for the bedazzled jean wearing guys. So uh, look that stuff up. There is an Instagram link. And we also have it on our website. So without any further ado, any stumbling, bumbling that I seem to be doing right now, let's go to the Move the Sticks Week 6. And we are live. What's going on, Justin? How are you, buddy? Not much. Just, you know, watch, watching a little TV and getting ready to put the board to bed, but can't complain. Dude, it was a, another great week of football. Both of us, man. Uh, well, pick-wise, it sucked. But as far as, uh, I got to say, I'm stoked. The Broncos got to win. I picked against them, so I'm, I'm going to have to do it from here on out, I guess, just to, uh, yeah, to do that something. Was the, that was the, the game changer, you picking against them. Well, it didn't work for your, it didn't work for your Braves. Oh, dude, I didn't. Okay, so I watched that game, and, you know, I, I didn't follow along baseball super close. You know how it is. We work together. Like, I always have the game streaming when we were at work. Like, that was a thing every game. It didn't matter, you know, what time of the year it was. I always was streaming the game. This year, didn't pay any attention whatsoever. Would, like, check to in, the like, play- to the playoffs. Yeah, I would it's check such, in, like... It was such a weird year to watch baseball. And it's, uh, it's so strange. I didn't follow it at all, and I was like, all right, they're in the postseason. Let's see if they can, you know, move past around. And I started watching, and I was like, dude, we haven't lost a game yet. I was like, this is insane. And realistically, Freddie Freeman is going to win the MVP for the Braves mm-hmm. this year. Like, if he doesn't, it is a damn travesty because he was elite. And, uh, man, what a crazy year of baseball. That game ended. That series ended. I, As a Braves fan, I'm always so skeptical to say anything because they've let me down so many times. But up three games to one in the NLCS, I was like, Holy shit, I'm going to see the Braves in another World Series. It hasn't happened in 21 years. And I was like, it's going to happen. I felt like a Chiefs fan, you know, waiting around. And they just kept losing. I didn't sleep. The After Game 7, I didn't sleep for like four or five hours. I could not fall asleep. I was just so bummed out. Like, I care more about the Braves than I care about the Broncos. And that's crazy. I feel the same way. Just last year with the Chiefs, you know, going down 24, I was like, the cardiac Chiefs are striking again. So I, I literally left the room and went upstairs, and I, I think I started watching YouTube, and then I could hear, I had family over, and 
I said, game's over. I'm going upstairs. Just leave me alone for a little bit. And I hear cheering. I was like, do I turn the game on? Do I turn the game on? Oh, bro. When Denver played Seattle in the Super Bowl, that is the earliest I've ever turned off a Super Bowl game. I was absolutely oh. sick. To my I, I, mean, I, I remember watching that game. And from the opening snap, when he when the snap went over, I said the game is done. Like, no way! I said it's over. the The Seahawks were winning; they wanted to win them. But well, when they came we're... back two years later, and uh, Von Miller strip sacked Cam Newton like two plays into the game, I was like, "All right, this has got a good feel to it." You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> I finally felt confident enough to be excited again. So yeah, I hear you. But uh, as far as football goes, man, on um, what did we get? The Titans Texans was that a Thursday night game? Let me. I didn't even pull up the schedule. I just looked at our written no, down su- stuff. I think it was Sunday. Was it? A, there was no Thursday night game. That's no. They, I think the Chiefs and Broncos were supposed to play Thursday, and they got moved till with to the Monday. reshuffling. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Um, okay, cool. so we'll go uh, Titans Texans. We both picked the Titans, but man, the Texans were freaking balling out. Yeah, the they definitely played hard for Romeo Cornell, a bit you know losing the GM and head coach at the same time. It was a different a different team. It looked like. Yeah, freaking Derrick Henry went off that game. He averaged like ten he, yards a carry. The between the last two games, that guy is finally getting some steam built up. Yeah, he's been the leading rusher all year long, but they've been giving him 30 carries a game. Yeah, you know, like he's, he's been, up he's been nickel, and, nickel and diamond every freaking run, but this time he, he's been just been all over the place. Yeah, so what a hell of a game. The Titans are still undefeated. And, you know, that makes me feel really a lot better about the Broncos. Last week I was pretty down on the damn Broncos, but you look at the two teams – the three teams that they've lost to, two of them being the Steelers, they barely lost with a backup quarterback. And the in Tennessee, if they call a timeout in the red zone, they're at first and t- first and goal from like the eight, down by three. Like there's no way that they should have not at least tied that game up in game one of the season against you know an undefeated team in the NFL. So. It's uh, I'm singing different praises this week of Denver, but uh, we both picked the Titans. We're both starting off strong, one and zero, uh, and that brings us to the Bengals and the Colts. And freaking Philip Rivers, man, looked leads a comeback. Yeah, leads a comeback. Looked freaking solid. Joe Burrow played solid. He just didn't find a way to get into the end zone. Yeah, he didn't find a way to get in the end zone and. I think what will help Joe is at least Mixon has to get over 100 yards or at least 90 and t- one or two touchdowns to help him out. Yeah, absolutely, man. Freaking, so we both uh, we both picked the Colts on that one, 2-0. Then you got the Falcons and Titans. And the Falcons and uh, Vikings. And you even said last game that Atlanta can't lose every single game. We both went Vikings on it. But yeah. God dang it, dude! Cousins, is that dude? Cousins, Cousins, man, it, he's on or he's off, and man, he threw three picks. The three picks not there. I think they they could win the game, but zero rushing attack this past week when they had what's his name, Matson. Yeah, what happened Madison? to Dalvin Cook? I got hurt again. I did not catch any news on Dalvin Cook, but he didn't have a single attempt. Uh, didn't he have a rib the week before or some sh- some shite? Maybe. You can cuss on here. It doesn't matter. You can say shit. But, uh, yeah, man, that the Falcons, Matty Ice, dude, played big. The Falcons. Calvin Ridley and freaking uh, all, all of the wide receivers actually played really good. But Julio Jones played like Julio Jones of few past years i can't even talk right now yeah he played he played an old julio jones yeah they got the big win man they needed that thing and it's it's ridiculous one in five versus one in five now so uh, yeah and a little bit difference in the rushing game though this past past week i played todd Gurley and DraftKings. i was like he's gonna 
He's going to run again. He's got some steam going. He let me down. Yeah, Todd, Todd Gurley, man, is uh, I you can't put any faith. That's why the Rams moved on from him a couple years ago. I he's just too beat up. He you know he's been dealing with freaking leg problems his whole career. Yeah, he's uh, I think uh, he's a bone on bone on it on his knees. Yeah, and that's never so, there's no outlook for that ever getting any better. You know, you're not going to just no. magically grow new cartilage. So yeah, uh, go ahead, buddy. Yeah, that's gonna only way to fix that is probably gonna be a knee replacement after his career. Uh, yeah, and you're too freaking young for that stuff. He's gonna be walking like an old man with a cane at that point. Yep. So we both took the L on that one. It's two and one, and then we go to the Broncos, Pats, and if you look at the okay, number one, Denver's defense went from being mediocre to elite in that game. I knew Philip Lindsay was going to have a big game because they were going to feed him the rock as many times as they could. And uh, they're up 18-6, to six, and then they quit giving the ball to Philip Lindsay. They're up big in the fourth quarter with like five minutes left, and they decide to start airing, taking deep shots for no reason. So Drew Locke throws two interceptions, at, in the fourth quarter when they're up by freaking 15 points or 12, 14 points, whatever the math comes out to be. No reason for it. Horrible play calling. And then I watched every single pass. Drew Locke was 10 for 24, 189 with two interceptions. That stat line is a Tim Tebow stat line. That being or said... Kyler Murray. Well, that being said, I watched... Three touchdown passes on three different drives be dropped in the end zone. Yeah, it's not all on Drew Locke. Uh, I mean, I heard of this Tim Patrick guy. He's been kind of lighted up here uh, recently. Yeah, he's been killing it. Well, and then the uh, Albert O, the tight end that filled in this week for Noah Fant, he was Drew Locke's tight end at Mizzou. And they he loves that connection. It's Albert O's first game. And he legitimately dropped two touchdowns. And then Jerry Judy dropped a touchdown on a a completely different drive. And then um, Denver's third wide receiver, I can't remember what the hell his name is. Um, uh, Devin Spencer, something Spencer, what the hell is his name? Uh, Deontay Spencer. He dropped a ball on the two-yard line that was like a 58-yard bomb. So yeah, it was, say, his only, it was only target, too. Yeah, so say half of those are catches. Well, that looks like a completely different game. The Broncos put up 32 points. If he catches, if half the drops were caught, the Broncos put up yeah. over 30 points, and Drew Locke isn't throwing the ball for no reason in the fourth quarter. Like, I think it was his best game. Statistically, it might be his worst game. Mm-hmm. I think uh, the MVP of that game is McManus. Dude, McMoney. McMoney was... McAnus is what I call him. Dude, was lights out. He was back to, you know, the Super Bowl run days uh, form. McManus was money. And then freaking Philip Lindsay getting it done on the ground. And then, yeah, I was, um, I'm happy to see him be running the ball. Well, hell. And then uh, Michael Ojemudie was the corner that got burnt twice in the Steelers game that really uh-huh. cost him the game. Dude, he is he caused two fumbles, and I think he had an interception. Dude was absolutely lights out. He is hands down the best rookie corner in the league right now, which doesn't say a whole lot being this early, but dude, just ridiculous. Kind of playing with a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. Yeah, oh yeah, dude. Well, and you know, I listen to a lot of Denver radio, obviously, and uh, people have wanted him out since that game. And it's like, have you watched this, dude? He had one of the biggest breakups of the whole entire game. And uh, I don't know, man. It just, I'm happy that they got a win. Two and three feels a hell of a lot better than one and five, especially going in to play Kansas City. Yeah, I mean, any corner in the league is going to get burnt or be at any, it's just going to happen. So you can't want to run somebody out of town just because they got burnt or had a terrible game. Right, in their second game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. I've seen Marcus Peters just get beat, and he's one of the better corners of the league. I've 
I've he seen got beat a lot. A few times this week. Yeah. Who the hell is he playing for now? I watched the game. Rams? No, no, Baltimore. Baltimore. Yeah, yep. he, he got beat up pretty bad. Um, he's a, when he was in Kansas City and L.A. and and, and, and Baltimore, he's a feast or famine. Either he's going to pick you off or he's going to miss. He's a 50-50 guy. He's going to jump you out and get the ball or you're going to score on him. And see, that's the dangerous thing. You want corners that get you takeaways, but you got to have the play on the back end to help you out. you got to have the safeties there to have your back over the top. Or else those guys that are always going for the pick, you know, they, they give yeah. up some plays like that. Um, yeah, he, I mean, he does give up some bombs, but then again, he'll get you a, a game-winning pick or, you know, a pick six that will put you in head in a late, in a late of a game. Well, yeah, and so. then you got, like, the opposite side of it, like a guy like Champ Bailey who, you know, he had his fair share of picks and stuff like that, but he was a guy that... He's going to deflect the pass, and if you catch the ball, he's going to tackle. You know? Yeah. So many corners these days just cannot tackle to save their life. And uh, I'd rather have a corner that will tackle and tip passes all day long or even drop passes over a guy that won't tackle and will intercept the ball. Man, that's uh, that was Deion Sanders' whole premise, though. He couldn't tackle to yeah. save his life, but uh, he was going after every pick he could. <laughs> Uh-huh. It's feast or famine, but uh, we both took the L on that to pull us to two and two apiece. Um, that brings us to the Giants and the Washington Redskins. And you went with the Giants. It was a pick 'em game to me. I was like, eh, the Redskins. It, it, that, that, they're both terrible. It was a 50 50 shot of who was going to win. I also thought Alex, Smart, Alex Smith was going to get the start, so I was kind of disappointed. I would have I thought that too. If, if Alex Smith would have got the start, I probably would have picked picked different. But I figured they were to go with Kyle, Kyle Allen in my in my gut. Yeah, Allen played solid too, man. I mean, he put up almost three hundred yards, two touchdowns, one pick. Like you can't complain about that at all. No, you can't. So uh, that leaves you at three and two, me at two and three, and then we move on to the Ravens and the Eagles, and uh, you know the Ravens. Did what the Ravens are supposed to do. It was a lot closer though. The evil yeah. didn't the Eagles put on a big comeback? Yeah, they, they put on a big rally, but it just was, you know, a little too late. Like I said, Carson Wentz had a very, very slow start. I think I sent you a screenshot. Yeah, you were like, you he was have like to get him seven, out. <laughs> get him out. It's insane. Well, and once again, you look at this and Baltimore is winning. They're five and one. Lamar Jackson, with all of his passing yards and all of his rushing yards combined, he is at 196, yep. or 296. He put up 296 yards and two touchdowns combined. That's that's an average day for a quarterback. <laughs> you know, like, I he ran for 100 yards. Cool, man. But he only threw for 180. Like, yeah, it's he was like at a fifty per, like fifty nine percent passer rating. Yeah, it just I I get the running aspect of the game, but you compare that to you know some guys that are putting up a hell of a lot bigger stats just throwing the ball. So freaking Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, uh, Aaron Rodgers, uh. Matt Ryan are just you know all over the field just slinging the rock. Yeah, it's you got to have that mix, man. Mahomes and Wilson are the right mix of able to throw it anywhere, throw on the run, but also come up and hit those routine plays. So, uh, yep. I still don't know about the Ravens. They obviously were picked to win this game. So uh, that leaves you at four and two, me and three and three, and then you got the Browns and the Steelers. And uh, we both went Steelers on this. We felt <laughs> I felt it was going to be a Steelers game, man. Their defense was going to make freaking Baker go all over the place. And Baker Mayfield looked completely they, out of sync. He definitely was discombobulated from the opening step. Two interceptions, sacked four times. Just not winning football there. And they, <sighs> they only give the ball to Kareem Hunt 13 times. Like, that is not enough touches for him to get going. I don't know if it's 
because they were playing from behind the whole game, so they're throwing the ball a lot more. But I, I think you know once you know the run was stopped they, and they got behind, obviously you're gonna have to throw the ball. And they benched freaking Mayfield. They seen enough of him that day and brought in Keenan. He didn't do jack squat for him either. Yeah, you can't do a whole lot about that. But uh, Browns are still a hell of a lot better than they. Uh, They've been in our lifetime, yeah. So, you know, and Steelers are obviously one of the best teams in the NFL this year. So that moves us to five and two, and me four and three. And then we come down to the Bears and the Panthers. And I wanted to roll with Big Dick Nick, and he came through. I picked the Panthers, didn't I? Yes, sir, you did. I went. I went with Teddy Two Gloves. He let me down. He played solid, man. They are missing that running game so bad. It's ridiculous. They're missing. They're missing McCaffrey back. Mike Davis has been playing pretty dang good filling in for McCaffrey, but costly pick on the opening drive, I think, for Bridgewater. Yeah. Well, and, you know, when you're going from the best running back in the league to a backup, like, that's... You try to you take the best player off of every single team, and they're gonna have a hell of a rough time. Oh yeah, <laughs> like oh yeah, you can't do much about that. So that that evens us up at five and three, and then uh, that takes us to the Lions and the Jags, and it was another pick'em game. There was one you went with the yeah. Lions, and I was like, fine, I'll go with Minshew. And Minshew, man, is uh, he's not gonna make it. <laughs> he's <laughs> 25-44 for 240 and one TD, one interception. That's not a bad game, but when you have nobody running the ball. Yeah, the the big difference was Deontay Swift this weekend. Yeah, dude, that is he insane. Was, and Galloway, Kenny Galloway, he freaking lit it up as well. Yeah, god dang it, man. So the Lions take that one. That leaves you at 6-3, and three, me at 5-4. and four. This is a ugly, ugly-ass week so far. <laughs> so then you go to the Dolphins and the Jets. And we got to see some Tua time this week. But it's only because Fitzmagic put down a hell of a game. And uh, yep. did you see that they're they're going to go with freaking Tua the rest? I think, yeah, I've seen that. I think it, you got to see where he's at. You gotta see where he's at, but man, freaking Fitzpatrick has given his left nut to the team this year and bought he's been in. Playing like he, he's got those guys bought in. I mean, they're not a great, great or football team right now, but he's got those guys playing well around him. And every time I watch them play, they're all having a good time, winning or losing. Yeah, you, you know you have a chance with Fitzpatrick, so. You get. You just have to hope that Tua comes in and looks good. Looks like a he. He has to be close to Justin Herbert. It, somewhere yeah, in between think, Drew Locke and Justin Herbert is where Tua has to be at. I think they're. You know, maybe if if things don't really go well for him and he's going to get, you know, take some shots and get rattled, I think they might bring Fitzpatrick back in. To, you know, to to clean it up and get it back to where they need to be. Man. But they, I think. I I feel like that is you as a smart team move. I think you you should do that. But there is nothing worse that's going to hurt a quarter, quarterback's confidence than when there's a quarterback controversy. Say you're not doing good, and they want the guy who is starting to come back in and replace you. Yeah. And the GM doesn't just ride it out like, oh, that's that is not good. He will never see another starting. He'll end up like a. Rosen, who, yeah. you know, Rosen came in and struggled, they pulled him. Trade him to another team, give him a fresh start. And then he struggles and freaking bench him. And now, I don't even know if he's in the league anymore. He's he's on the Saints practice squad. Yeah, like, that's a rough, rough ride. You almost have to just let a quarterback take his licks. You know, obviously don't put him out there and let him get hurt, but you have to say, hey, our record is whatever the record is, and we got to see if this guy can do it. Yeah, I mean, he's going to be the face of the franchise for at least the next 10 years. Yeah. So, we both went Dolphins on that sucker, so that leaves us at 7-3, and three, me 6-4. and four. And then you get the Packers and the Buccaneers. Not the Packaneers, but uh, Packers and Buccaneers. <laughs> and, dude, Aaron Rodgers looked in complete control of that game. 
until he threw the pick six. And then it was like they couldn't complete another fucking pass. Like they couldn't do anything after that. Yeah, he uh, he kind of hung his head and you and kind of tucked it in. I mean, he he was getting hit left and right. Four sacks. That's you know uncommon for the Packers. They normally keep him off the grass. Yeah. So I think he was. I think he was just real frustrated in himself. I, this this past weekend, dude, it was it was ugly for sure. They uh, they're not the big long stretch front runners. Like everybody assumed it was going to be the Packers and the Chiefs, and I still think the Chiefs are the best team in the AFC. The Steelers look really good, but uh, yeah, I don't think the I Steelers think- are as good on defense as Kansas City is on offense. Or I don't think the Steelers are as good on offense as Kansas City is on defense. Like I think I think the Kansas City might even get richer here after the Le'Veon Bell. They're talking about getting John Ross, who can't catch. No, but yeah. Why? Why on earth would you want that? They did a statistical breakdown of him, and I was listening to it. He drops one of every three passes. Well, I I would say this: you have Tyreek Hill. You have if you even if they do get John Ross. But you figure out some way to hand the ball to him on a jet screen, double jet screen, send Tyreek Hill a mesh and get the screen, hand it off to John Ross around the other way, then you're just screwed. But I'm happy with the Le'Veon Bell. Hopefully he's not a cancer and plays good. But I, I don't think he'll last in the locker room if he comes in with problems. The Chiefs are way too talent-rich to put up with anybody's shit. Like, yeah. The problem that the Chiefs have is getting all their weapons on the field. <laughs> like, there's there's not enough distribution to go around. And, uh, you know, they already have seven guys catching three to four passes a game. Like, where the hell? And do, would you... So, like, say you build a jet sweep for a John Ross, who has the fastest recorded time in history. Tyree Kills is not much slower and you know Tyreek Hill can move in the open field a lot cleaner from what we've seen. Would you be okay taking a play away from Tyreek Hill to have a jet sweep to give John Ross a play? In you a know, close game. In a close game, probably not. That's right. You want, just, the, you want the ball in the best guy's hand. Yeah, I do. But just for the added sake of, of speed and confusion... It, it could make a, a difference, at, not in a tight game, but at an opening game where you you run that and you smack a team right in the mouth right away and kind of try to break their spirits right away. Who knows? Yeah, I the only re- way I could really see him being used, aside from a jet sweep, you know, which is a handoff, uh, I don't think he catches the screen. Like I said, statistically, he drops one of every three catches. That is by far one of the worst in the league. Like, it is yeah. insanity. And, uh, okay, not every three pass, every three catches. He drops one in every three passes. Um, catchable balls. And the only thing I could see you doing is, hey, so you're fast. Well, guess what? Your new job is you're going to run a zero route every single play. We're not going to throw the ball to you, but we're going to eliminate a defender on every single play, and have It'd a, be a great decoy. Yeah, have, a, have decoy. a cornerback and a safety have to play off just because you're running that zero every single time, and then we're going to throw it to you two to three times a game, but don't expect it. Yeah. So, I don't know, man. Chiefs. Uh, we didn't even talk about it. Chiefs came in, got the win. Did, have we even made it to them yet? No, we're still on the Packers, uh, Buccaneers. We're still on Packers. We just got uh, a We both took the loss on that game. We both went Packers. So we're at 7-4, and 6-5 and five right now. The Rams and the 49ers. And the god dang 49ers, man. I <laughs> pulled it out. Dude, what is this? What a trash game. The freaking... I mean, Henderson even puts up 88 yards on 14 carries. Mostert, you know, kind of had a, a lackadaisical game. He put up 65. George Kittle went off for 100. Jimmy G, three touchdowns. Plays essentially a perfect game. Three touchdowns, 268. Yeah. I'll take it. For him, that's like... He, put, he played a solid game. That's yeah, for a him, sol- that's, that's a solid. perfect game. Yeah, that's solid. That's, you know, pitching a, a shutout in baseball. Yeah, the, it just... That team, I do not know what to do with them. That division is so deep that, uh, 
man, they, I mean, Arizona, LA, San Francisco, freaking, uh, um, Seattle, like, there are a it's lot a tough of, division. yeah, there are a lot of solid teams in that division. I, I think there could be, you know, all four teams floating around, well, you know, the bottom half of that division will be around seven and nine. Like, and I it's think, hard to believe that the Rams are four and two with, sorry to interrupt you, but four and two is as shaky as their offense has been and their defense here at late. Yeah, dude, it, it's crazy. But uh, we both took the the L on that one as well. So that brings it to seven and five and six and six. So then we move on to the Chiefs and the Bills. And man, I watched this game, and I know you watched every play of this game. They, yeah. uh, the Chiefs. It was a lot closer than what I've seen, and I listened to uh, to Vance Joseph talk about the playing the Chiefs, and he, you know, was Denver's head coach for a couple of years, but he's uh, in Arizona right now. Arizona has the number two overall defense, and he's their DC, and he was a really good DC with the Dolphins before he came to Denver. And he said, when you play an Andy Reid-led Kansas City Chiefs with Mahomes on there, he said, you want them to run the ball. Every yeah, you, single, you, you do. Yeah, it's almost like you, you give up. I mean, you, you forget all the big plays. You keep everything in front of you, and you want them to run the ball. You have Hilaire going for 161. Huge game. Like, Mahomes was 21-26, 225. 26-17, final score. It was a close game. I don't know that you can win a game like that. I don't, I'm looking at it from the Broncos' perspective of how do you make it close? Because the Chiefs are either putting up 42 points when teams blitz Patrick Mahomes, which is the absolute worst thing you can do. His passer rating goes up significantly when you blitz him. He destroys the blitz. When teams yeah. only bring three or four... You get these 26 to 17. What the Patriots put up with a backup? 23 to 10 or something like that? Mm-hmm. Like You get these little close junk games when you can get pressure without blitzing and make them run the ball. Yeah, I think most of the year with Austin Ryder getting benched this week, our center play was a lot better. Our interior line was a lot better this week and got a lot of push. And you can see it by the rushing numbers – this week, yeah. Hilaire played really good. Even Williams on his six carries was averaging 4.3. Yeah, they were solid. And Mahomes didn't have to have the ball in his hands. It was almost like a like an off week for Mahomes. Not off as in he was bad. Off as in like he didn't have to run around and be do the crazy fake jump pass that and he did three even, weeks ago. Even Andy Reid said it last week. He said he wished he would have ran the ball more, but, you know, Andy Reid is, you know, loves to pass the ball. But this week, we, I mean, even the pass, it was a good distribute. Uh, Demarcus Robinson, he had uh, five catches. Travis Kelsey had five. Uh, Byron Pringle had two. Hill had three. I mean, he distributed the ball really well on the passing side, but. One of my favorite plays of the game was from Patrick Mahomes. He had shown that I'm going to slide or I'm going to run out of bounds. And defense let up on him, and he acted like he was going to run right out of bounds and scoot it back up for another first down. He does that every single time. We t- I talked about it two or three weeks ago on this thing. Mm. That they he puts have- you to sleep. They have to address the rules because it is ridiculous. You shouldn't be able, as a quarterback to pretend that you're going out of bounds and then jet up the field for freaking eight more yards because players are too afraid to hit you. The face of the NFL, number one, he is the face of the NFL, and everybody is scared to touch him. So he he does that little fake-out crap all the time. And, I re, you know, obviously I love freaking his talent. I hate the team that he plays for, but I love his talent. <laughs> Don't want to see anybody get hurt, but... Dude, he has to get lit up. Like, if I was a defensive coordinator, I'd be like, all right, go for it. We're going to take the penalty, and I'll pay your fine. Because you have to learn that you can't get away with that crap all the time. Well, he, I mean, yeah, at the same time, it was a a heads-up play because he had shown that he he slid and ran out of bounds. 
but he had, he did that loop again, and it really caught the defense off guard too. Oh, you're talking about the one where he ran in a complete circle. Yes. Yes, that was a ridiculous play. I I'll give you that one. That one wasn't him faking anybody out. He just like it, it, that one was just a complete crazy goofball play. But yeah, they, that was they started they started to let up because he had shown that he was he was going to slide or run out of bounds because that's what he had did all night long. Yeah, and he, and then uh, it looked goofy. Go ahead, buddy. Sorry. He caught, he caught him with their pants on, you know, around their ankles, and he's like, I'm going to go ahead and get this first. Well, what was goofy about the play was normally when a quarterback is going out of bounds, they're going at an angle, you know, to try to pick up the most yards possible without getting hit. He went straight down the line. Like, he wasn't not straight down the uh, out-of-bounds line, but he went straight, you know, horizontal with the hash, the yard markers. Like, he wasn't attempting to pick up more yards. And I'm like, well, this is weird. He's just running out of bounds, you know, straight down the line like he's going to get hit right there. And then he freaking zips it back and does that freaking 360, you know, circle. I was like, all right, well, that's crazy. And I I remember seeing that. I was like, Jesus, dude. There is – even when you have the dude contained. That's thinking on the fly (laughs) real fast. Yeah, it is absolutely ridiculous. The Chiefs pull it out. So that leaves us at eight and five, and me seven and six, and then you got the Cards and the Cowboys, and holy shit, the Cowboys are so bad. Uh, yeah, the, if you're seeing any articles about the Cowboys, they are, are the players are voicing some opinions and lose the. Mike McCarthy is losing that locker room real fast. Well, and Mark, Mike McCarthy does the stereotypical losing team's coach interview after the games. Well, we had a really good week of practice. I just don't know. I've never I once, just don't know what happened. I've never once heard a winning team's coach say, we had a really good week of practice. Like, of course, if you had a shitty week of practice, like... Every team should have a good week of practice. What are we talking about here? This is just that's just filler nonsense. Yeah. yeah. And then Kyler Murray was blah. Well, if you look at his <laughs> stat line, another one. If you look at his stat line, it was trash. He had Drew yeah. Locke's stat line, but they made the catches where the Broncos dropped it. <laughs> like, no. It- Two really big passes to uh, Kirk, Christian Kirk and uh, Hopkins. You know, an eighty-yard bomb caught on the the fingertips. Well, the one of, with Hopkins, uh, the play before that, they had just gotten in an argument too. Yeah, like they were they were going back and forth at each other. From what I saw, and like Hopkins like had a pissed off look on his face. And the next play, he gets an eighty-yard bomb. Yeah, that guy's just incredible. And then. On the flip side of that, uh, Ezekiel Elliott is not Zeke this year with the fumbles. Dude, he just really inched. Yeah, he's really. Uh, God, I, I was trying to put that as a basketball analogy. You know, you, you're up at the free throw line. One of the, the easiest shots to make, but the hardest at the same time because it's you know no pressure the only pressure you're putting on yourself and you get in your head about that and I think he's getting the ball and probably slowly saying to us don't fumble, don't fumble and he fumbles. Well, you remember freaking Adrian Peterson with, uh, when Brett Favre was with the Vikings? Brett the only Favre person that can stop him is him. Huh? I don't know, Brett. The only person that can stop you is yourself. Well, yeah, and then the game that Brett Favre threw the pick to lose the game you know, in the NFC Championship, yeah. everybody was down on Favre. You know, oh, he should have ran it. If you go back and watch that and look at the stats, Adrian Peterson fumbled the ball five times in that game. Yeah. Yeah. I think he got the two ball. of them back. Yeah, and then the freaking Red Rifle. <sighs> Dude, well, that's amazing. I can't really put it on... Uh... Andy Dalton either because that's a you know makeshift offensive line that Dallas has. They are uh, they are the most high priced, injury prone. That team just aside from freaking Zeke and Dak, man, they're at the point of like 
And, of course, their wide receiving core. They're at the point of stripping it down and starting over. And it's, it's yes. insane, man. Their offensive yeah, line it, is done and their defense. There there might be what um, – what's the dude that played for San Francisco that was a stud outside linebacker that went oh, to the Cowboys? Alden Smith. Yes, Alden Smith might be their only bright spot on freaking defense and uh hasn't played football in five years yeah and he's freaking what 31 32 already like he's already at the end of his career um vanderash didn't play horrible but he didn't play yeah i mean that's his first game back after collarbone surgery so yeah Yeah. see his legs under him yeah it's it's nice to see him on the field you can tell they move a little bit different with him on the field but that team is terrible so we both took the win on that one. So that leaves you at nine and five this week. Me at eight and six. You were theoretically last week. You were one behind me. We went back and you know we looked at it. So we should be even. But I told you I was gonna check out this game. That uh, yeah. You what picked, did I pick? You picked. I gotta remember what it was because I was laughing my ass off when I I read it. The Jets versus the Cards. And I listened to it. And you're like, you know what? I like I like how um, freaking Jets. Sam, uh, Sam Darnold was playing last week. I'm going to ride with the Jets. And I was like, uh, okay. I'll take the Cards in that one. So, um, yeah. We got to amend the last week. So, you're still one behind me, buddy. Well, I told I won this week, so you won this I week by you. one, and you were down two, so you got the dub, dude. This was an ugly fucking week, though. Like the back half yeah. made up for it, but like after the first five games of the week, we were both two and three, I think. Something yeah, ugly. Since we've been losing three or four games all season long, yeah. but uh, yeah. So that goes into we had to do it today, man. I didn't even realize that it was Wednesday until we got yeah. back from playing basketball, and I was like, "Oh shit, dude, we got to do picks. There's games tomorrow." Yeah. So we'll start off with the New York Giants versus the. I'm gonna Eagles. go. I'm gonna go. Well, I'm gonna go. I go Eagles for sure, the even without Sanders. Sure. Yeah. All right. Um. The Giants, man, the freaking Eagles are so bad, but this is a matchup of garbage. Legitimately, okay, the Giants are 1-5. and five. The Eagles are 1-4-1. One, and, one. and one. Yeah, and Dallas... I think it's going to come down to, I'm gonna, it's gonna come down to the running game in this game. The Eagles are a half game out of first place. At 1-4-1. <laughs> That's a terrible division, okay? That division... There might legitimately be the winner of that division might be freaking six and ten and have a home playoff game. That's sad. That is ridiculous. That is it is the worst football. And you remember the freaking NFC East used to be the bread and butter, man. The Dallas, the Giants, yeah. and uh, the Eagles. And the Eagles. That was always. Those were always tough, good games. Yeah, yeah. It's insane to see how far they've fallen off. So we're both picking the the trash bowl winner to be the Eagles. Um, that leads us into Sunday's first game. We got the Lions and the Falcons. Um, Lions and Falcons. I'm going Falcons. Man, as good as that game was this week, that's what I was leaning towards to have them have a uh, a bounce back and uh, you know ride some of that momentum. Yeah. Freaking! That takes us to the Browns and the Bengals. I'm gonna go Browns. I'm going Browns as well. I think they bounce back. Joe Burrow looked solid this yeah. last week from looking, you know, at his stats. But dude, he is taking a beating out there. Yeah, I think they need to address the offensive line in the draft or in free agency. Yeah, you you gotta do something, man. They he is getting killed. Mixon didn't have a great game, but uh, for that reason, I'm going back with the Browns. I don't think Baker Mayfield has to be a superstar in this game to win. Um, no, but I think they just Joe Burrow. Control the clock. I think Joe Burrow has to be a superstar in this game to win. I think oh, Burrow yeah. has to throw 300 points to win the game. I think he has to throw for 330 and at least three touchdowns. Yeah. One pick at most. Yeah. 
that leads us to the Steelers and the Titans. I think it's the last of the unbeatens. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Titans. You're going Titans. Ooh. Yeah. I mean a lot of people are saying if Tannehill can keep this up he could he MVP. No. I, uh, I'm not. I, I'm crazy. not agreeing. I'm. I'm not agreeing with it. But I've heard a number of sports analysts saying mm. that he. Those people are crazy. They're just seeing the There's, record. Like, the, no. He's a, he's a game. He's a game manager. He's he's done good. They're playing the play yeah. action pass. Like that is uh, bread and butter. Uh, but I think they're they're gonna take it. Yeah, I'm going Steelers on it. Uh, I'm riding with that defense. Tennessee's actually favored in this game, so yeah, well, uh, it'll be interesting. Then you got the Panthers and the Saints. I'm gonna go with Drew Brees and the Saints. Yeah, I'm rolling with the Saints as well. Um, they have looked, they've looked off, man, all year long. But uh, the oh, Panthers well, are missing I, their best player. I mean, yeah, hopefully they're. Drew Brees. No one gets punched in practice and get benched this week. Yeah, no shit. Michael dude. Thomas. Well, it was his first week back, wasn't it? Yeah, he punches a guy and gets benched. What a fucking idiot. Um, yeah. Leads us to the Bills and the Jets. I think that one's pretty easy. Yeah, Bills all day. You don't like how Sam Darnold was playing? Well, I like uh, Joe Flacco. the Bills uh, I mean, yeah, it was Joe Flacco. This I know. <laughs> Never bet with Joe Flacco. Well, I heard he might go back to Denver. He wants to, you know, go back. Probably. We need another washout quarterback. <laughs> we signed Blake Bortles of the practice squad after cutting him. So. <laughs> um. Then you got Cowboys and Washington. Woo! I'll let you go first. I'm gonna go with Washington. Because their defense is going to freaking come at them. <sighs> and Kyle Allen did uh, not play horrible. Um, I was on the same boat. I'm going to go Washington. Yeah, the Cowboys, dude, how the mighty have fallen. <laughs> it's yeah. ugly. Um, Green Bay and the Texans. This one could be close, but I'm going to go with Green Bay. Yeah, I'm going Green Bay as well on that one. Freaking, I think... Uh, Aaron Rodgers has that old R-E-L-A-X talk. Tells everybody to calm the hell down. There's a lot of season left. They've lost it's one game. It's not over. It's not over. Yeah, they've only lost one game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you got the Seahawks and the Cardinals next. That's another good one. I think this could be one of the you know, games to watch of the weekend. Uh, I'm going to have to go with the Seahawks, though. So. Yeah, I'm going Seahawks as well, man. Freaking Russell Wilson. I'm always betting with him. That's... That's easy money for me, man. Uh-huh. Uh, the next really? one on the schedule, we'll come back. I'll pencil it in, but we'll come back because that's going to be our own personal game of the week. Um, <laughs> then we'll move down to the 49ers and the Patriots. I'm going to go Niners. Going Niners, huh? Yeah, the way that the New England's offense sputtered with Cam Newton being back. I wasn't too impressed. They exposed them, man. All you have to do is blitz. Give right. up. Like, the way that Denver approached it is they they gave them the deep ball. They're like, go for it. Just like they did when they were playing him uh, when he was on the Panthers. Go for the ball. Like, try to throw it deep. He can't do it. Cam Newton does not have the deep ball. He doesn't beat you over the top. You're going to give up one or two a game. You Hopefully it's not for six. But... Make him beat you in that six to ten yard range. You want to keep him dinking and dunking all day. Yep, yep, exactly. They, they, as long as you take just... away the eight yard passes, you're good because that's where he lives. Everybody spies him, and then that opens up the middle of the field, and he freaking will eat eat alive with that freaking you know drag route, crossing route, stuff yep. like that. If you can keep him underneath and short, keep him from getting the deep or like challenge him to go for the deep ball. Yep, go for it. Yep. So, I'm going Niners as well, man. I uh, I think that's two ugly teams that both, you know, they they I thought they were going to be better this year, but the Patriots could make us look stupid, but I think they've just exposed on how to beat them. Like, they're, yeah. Cam Newton's, he's too predictable. So, uh, that leads us to the Jags and the Chargers. 
Uh, I like Justin Herbert in this one. Yep. You know, it was really funny about it is everybody is calling Justin Herbert the truth. And he has played like the absolute truth. If you look at his stats, he is phenomenal. The Chargers have yet yeah, to got, win a game with him as a quarterback. Yeah, he's got I mean, almost 1,200 yards uh, passing and nine touchdowns and just three turnovers for a young rookie quarterback. That I, I, I can live with that all day long. Last week, his rating was at 107. It was like the third highest in the league. But he didn't have a single win to his name yet. Isn't that That's crazy? Sad. Yeah. That's insane. Uh, we're both going Chargers on that one, though. I uh, I think he's going to get it done, and he's just another good, young AFC West quarterback. Um, and you got the Buccaneers and the Raideneers. Uh, this is an interesting one. If the Bucks defense comes and plays, like they did against Green Bay, I'm going to have to go with the Bucs. Yeah, I mean, I like the way freaking Carr has been playing this year, too. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm thinking John Gruden's. He's uh want to take it to his old team. You know, take it to uh, him. I can, he, I uh, can see that. He came from the Raiders and went to the Buccaneers and won that Super Bowl against the with team. Tony Dungy's team. Yeah, well, with Tony Dungy's well. team, but uh, the Raiders went to the Super Bowl against him with his team. Mm. Yeah. So I think he wants to come back and uh, take it to the Buccaneers just for a little uh, Oakland. Las Vegas, whatever pride. I'm going. I'm going to roll with the uh, the Raiders. I mean, I could yeah, I could live with either or, but yeah, it's definitely a pick 'em game. I hate the Raiders. I hope they lose just as a as yeah, a Denver I, fan, you know. But yes, God I hate the, I hate the Raiders. I I almost hate the Raiders more than I do the Broncos. Yep, it is a one A and one, and nobody gives a shit about the Chargers. Like they've just always sucked. They were worse when Philip Rivers was there. Then I had to uh, hate him a little more. But yeah, ooh, the Monday night game is a tough one, dude. Yeah, it is. But Bears and the Rams. Uh, you know, if I pick against some uh, Jared Goff, he's gonna play really, 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 really good. But if I pick him, he's gonna play. Like, dog shit. I'm going to go with the Bears. Yeah. And Khalil Mack. I think you know what you're getting with the Bears every week. The Bears are going to yeah. put up 24 to 28, and their defense is going to be right in that 20 to 24 range. That's, you know, what they've kind of done all year long. Their offense has kind of been mediocre and just done enough. Outscore, you know, what the other team's average score is. That's all. Or... Yeah. Keep the other team from scoring their average score. You know, because 21-24, that's kind of the average range. And if we go back and look at every game that the Rams played, they have been all over the place. Yeah, exactly. That's that's the problem with the Rams. You never know what Jared Goff you're getting. And the Rams are big favorites in this game. They're a six-point freaking favorite. Um, Man. And I know what I'll get out of Khalil Mack. Just just that one player can, you know, make or break and get. He can change a game in a heartbeat. Man, I'm gonna go with the Bears on this one as two, as well. So then that takes us to our personal game of the week. You got to pick the Chiefs. The Dirty Chefs coming into Denver, trying to get out a win. They are a nine point five favorite. And they should be a two-touchdown favorite, in my opinion. I mean, we... Uh, I'm not even going to ask who you're going with, because... Yeah, we're just please. Gonna, yeah, we're just going to pencil our game, our our teams in. I'm against any other team. I could roll with another team against the Broncos, but against the Chiefs, I'm always, I'm always taking the Broncos. Um, you, you just doomed them. That being said, there's got to be a side bet on this thing. And I can't side bet head-to-head. Like, I can't go head-to-head with how horrible the Broncos are. So I will make it a line bet. Did I tell you about the year that the the Broncos won the Super Bowl? What bet I was trying to make with Brady Collier at the beginning of the year? No. I told him. He was wanting to bet on who would finish better or something throughout the season. I said, 
I bet you that the Broncos will win the Super Bowl and your all the Chiefs have to do is win a playoff game. I said, I bet you the Broncos are on the Super Bowl and your bet is that the Chiefs will win a playoff game. I said, whoever loses has to, I can't remember if it was just social media, maybe wear a jersey every game day for the next year of the other team. Because I will, it was a pretty I will take big bet. A picture in your, in your Von Miller jersey and, uh, and set it for a whole week as my profile picture. But I'm going to do it against. Okay, so it's a line game, man. The, the freaking Chiefs are a 9.5 favorite. So I'm not going to bet that the Broncos are going to win. Like, I'll put that in our little in our little game, but I bet that they beat the line of 9.5. I'd say it's under 9.5 in the game. And if I win, to go with that kind of odds, I, if you win, I will change my background on Facebook to all Chiefs. Whatever Chiefs pictures you pick, That'll be my profile picture and background picture. And we'll throw it on BTBN's profile picture for the week. But if the Broncos cover the spread, the same bet. But if the Broncos win the game, I want you to do it for two weeks. I can do that. You can do that? Oh, yeah. I, I'm gonna end up wearing fucking. So it's not if the Bronco if the Broncos win, you do the the uh, Broncos stuff for the week. Or if the Broncos cover the spread, you do the Broncos stuff for the week. If the Broncos win, you do it for two weeks. If the Chiefs win, or yeah, if the Chiefs win, then uh, or the Broncos don't cover the spread, I'll do the Chiefs stuff for the week, and we'll throw it on the BTBN page as well. I'm gonna get real crazy. I'm gonna get a Chiefs tattoo. Not a freaking chance. <laughs> Not a chance. He wouldn't take that, though. He Brady would not take that bet. I was like, dude, my team has to win the Super Bowl. You have to win a playoff game. And he's like, nope, won't do it. I was like, get the hell out of here, dude. That is like the craziest. And it's just to wear a freaking jersey for the next year. <laughs> it's, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah, yeah I'm right. down. That's... Uh, you know. Either way, I, it's gonna be a good game. I hope, I hope the Chiefs really thump them, though. Oh God, man! I, <sighs> I'm just gonna sit and that. listen to Broncos talk all week and listen to delusional fans think that uh, it's gonna happen. I thought they were delusional. If they beat the Chiefs, if the Broncos beat the Chiefs, all bets are off. Broncos are winning the Super Bowl <laughs> in my book. They just beat the best team in the NFL. <laughs> They can hang with anybody out there. But uh, realistically, if Drew Locke comes out and uh, you know throws for 250, two touchdowns, one interception, and we lose less than 9.5, to me that's a – I hate that's saying it. Yeah, I hate saying it. It's a moral victory. You're going up. I want to see you perform well against the best teams in football. Can we – like I don't – I hate finishing 8-8. Eight and eight. Nine and seven, seven and nine, because you're not going to win the Super Bowl with that crap, and you're not going to be able to really help your team the next year in the draft. So it's like I don't want to be able to only beat the bad teams. And I think going up and beating New England, it, are they a good team? No. Are they above average? Yes. They're not a bad team. Beating the Jets, everybody beats the Jets. It's like who gives a shit that we beat the Jets? But once we beat the Patriots. It was like, okay, they're a half-decent team. If if somehow a miracle happened and we beat the Chiefs, all bets are off. We can play with anybody. Yeah, I, I, I'm, the one thing I'm looking forward to, just seeing how they work in Le'Veon Bell this week. <coughs> uh, I, think, I think he's going to get some carries, man. I think Denver's going to oh, go yeah. with the whole <coughs> shut down the big play game and let them run the ball. Because... Denver has not been the best team this year. Like I said, they're two and three, but they are a top eight scoring defensive team. If there is one thing that they do and do it well, it is stopping the run. They shut Derrick Henry down to like three point eight yards a carry. Yeah, I'm. I'm just interested to see when and how they use him. Yeah, because, but I. I mean, honestly, 
I was really happy with what they did. I mean, they kept feeding Alaire last week. I mean, the kid was hot, and they did not go away from him. And if, if so be it, if it happens again this week, keep feeding him. When he comes out, feed Le'Veon. And if when Le'Veon comes out and they feed Darrell Williams and they're still getting that kind of push, I'm all about it. I like smashing off football. Yeah. It's going to be that, honestly, like I said, would be the best thing for Denver is for them to just keep feeding their backs because what has made our defense so much better in the last two weeks is we've brought the heat. They're blitzing their butt off the last two weeks, and I just said earlier that Patrick Mahomes is one of the few quarterbacks that has a significantly better rating when there's a blitz. You can't bring the blitz against Mahomes. You can't do it. You don't. You don't want to, but you think the coaches are gonna live and die by the blitz, though, on on Denver. Who knows? Well, it depends on what you can come up with. If you're not doing exotic stuff and trying to, I would rather lose going for the win than yeah. You know, just losing, playing it safe. Like I would rather lose going big. You want you want to go balls out is what you're saying. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to pussyfoot and take the safe route. Oh, we only lost by 14. Hell no. We're either gonna you know come within three, or we're gonna freaking win this sucker. Like, or we're gonna lose it by 50. Like, go big or go home. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. Uh, balls out. I'm, that's the way I'm gonna go every time. Balls out. Yes, sir. Well, buddy, we got it in in the nick of time, and. Uh, I appreciate you jumping on here, man. It's another good week. No worries, man. Look forward to watching the games and discussing it with everybody on this weekend. Leave some comments in the the post this week and see what everybody else is thinking. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully we get some stuff on there. Uh, (laughs) I just got a text message at the same time. Um, Yeah, I, I, I can't wait to see that blue and orange on your profile for a week. It's going to be glorious. I just keep dreaming. <laughs> All right, buddy. Well, I appreciate right, bro. it. You get some rest, man. You too, man. I'll alert you later. All right. Later, bud. Bye. All right, guys. Move the sticks. Week six. Picks. Wrap up. All that good stuff. Another good week of football. Some really good games coming on here and some real junkers. Um, yeah, we'll see. Like it. Share it. Enjoy it. See ya.